welcome back to I wasn't, wasn't prepared for this. We hope to bring you timely, helpful advice and ideas throughout the school year. Remember, if you ever have an idea or a question about what you've heard, feel free to ask your student sports services coach. Also, if you ever have questions but want to remain anonymous, you can always ask Sam. Uh, their contact link can be found in our monthly student support newsletter. All submissions are completely anonymous. So we have some guests with us on the podcast today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Ryan Winkler. I'm a fourth grade math teacher. I'm Sydney Nemec, and I'm a fourth grade reading teacher. And then I'm Bailey, of course. And I'm Lindsay. All right. <laughs> so to launch our conversation today, let's start with a fun question. So how do you guys know when you've really learned something? Like you really think, wow, I really get that now. What's um, your thing? How do you know? It feels exciting. Yeah. I think it feels exciting when you, it, you're like, oh, that clicked. I got this. Mm -hmm. I learned it. And it's usually when I'm doing something. Not somebody telling me something. It's me actually doing it. Yeah. Or I go home mm -hmm. still thinking about it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I learned. Like, I did that today. Like, I won't. Like, let that feeling go, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, know? you want to hang on to that new knowledge. Mm -hmm. I, I think whenever, yes, like you, I'm constantly thinking about it. But then if I can see it in other things that aren't related to that, like I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, look, that thing just happened. That's an example of that. Or like I find analogies or metaphors of it. I find myself comparing everything to the thing I just learned. Mm -hmm. yeah, For I me, it that. suddenly feels like simple. Mm -hmm. It felt so complicated and I get like a sense of like, huh. That, that wasn't too bad. Like, mm -hmm. I got that now. Oh, so it's like a sense of peace almost. Like, a, like I figured a relief. it out. Yeah. Like a relief. That's <laughs> fun. So whenever you know, okay, I really learned something, what was happening around the time when you really learned it? Like, what, what things were in play that let you know and feel like that success? Trial and error. Time. Okay. Yeah. Trial and error and time. time. To do it. Okay. <laughs> So practicing, yeah. having repeated opportunities, maybe messing it up, mm -hmm. but coming back yep. to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little yeah. bit by little bit, getting better and better at it. Asking mm -hmm. questions. Yeah, Asking that's questions. that's how I am. I'm the kind of per I'm a verbal processor. So I think out loud and I want to talk about it and I like to poke holes in things and question things. Sometimes people see it as arguing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking it out. So, yeah, I like a lot of talk. Mm -hmm. But I also learn by sit and get. I know a lot mm -hmm. of people don't do that. I like to sit and process, but there's a lot going on in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I need time for myself to figure it out because I feel like sometimes the way people explain it to me, like, I'm like, what did you just say? Like, I don't, I don't know. So for me, it's time. And then once I, like, think I'm getting it, then I'm like, okay, so what do you do to do it? Like, how do you, like, understand this? Or, you know, how do you yeah. learn this? And then I can share. And right. that's kind of how my process is, I guess. Yeah. So. so, taking this into the classroom, if that's true for us, like, and we're adults, we learn, we know how we learn, how do you think kids acquire the same feeling of, wow, I really get this? Do we provide the same opportunities for them, like we just talked about, to ask questions, to talk back and forth with each other, to do it over and over yes. again, to fail? Yeah. Do you think we give kids enough opportunity to do all those things? Or is it just learn it, move on, learn it, yeah. move on? I feel like the way school culture is made to be is to learn it and move on. It's so fast paced because we have so many standards to cover and so many things to get done. Um, and I think it is very hard for 
educators to find the time to slow down and let them get messy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. Let them get messy. It is yeah. messy. It, it's, it, if it doesn't feel messy, then is something risky actually happening? Yeah. And I always mm-hmm. tell my kiddos that like your brain isn't growing if it's easy. Like you're mm-hmm. you're you're scooting through. Productive. Struggle. Uh, productive struggle yeah, is very right. important. Um, and they, I don't think it's common in a classroom currently to give them the time mm-hmm. to fail and fix their mistakes. Right. Um, and I think it's very crucial. Mm-hmm. to them learning new skills. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that goes to like schedule, like our day-to-day schedule, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 7.30 to 3.30, we got all this stuff to fit in there. So like wait time for them to like even think about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we have to move on. Like our timer is, our timer is <laughs> going off. We have to move on. And so too, like just day-to-day in terms of like what we have to do in a day, like mm-hmm. I struggle needing them to have more wait time or else like, I'm like, oh, I just gave you the answer. Like yeah. you didn't think about it. So mm-hmm. I think that's hard for me too. Um, to give them that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Balancing the urgency, knowing we have so much on our plate, but then at the core of what we're trying to do is learning. Mm -hmm. And learning doesn't happen on a clock. Right. All the time. And I think it was a good point that you made that, you know, traditionally we don't set up education like that, right? Like we're on a schedule, we got to figure that out. Um, But you guys don't do that, which is why we wanted to have you here because... Segway. (laughs) Good, good segue. <laughs> well, you gotta tell like I'm getting to know these lovely ladies, the yeah. teachers, because you guys are amazing. Uh, you know, going into your class yesterday for the first time, I have never seen a class set up like that. Um, and your kids were learning, and you could tell oh, that they took ownership. Um, so yeah, we would love to hear more about your decision so let's to talk do about that, it. and yeah. you guys. So <laughs> without telling them why we think y'all are amazing in the classroom, <laughs> way the way that you produce learning in your classroom is unique. Let, let's have them discover it on their own. So first share with us, like you guys are new-ish teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. So that really goes into that trial and error mm-hmm. <laughs> and figuring things out and getting messy. Um, because even if you have the most experienced, amazing mentor in student teaching, you are doing it alone for the first time. Yeah. Um, and like, even if you have an amazing team, which I do, but you walk into that classroom, you close the door, and you go, I'm the adult in this room. Yeah. I'm the only adult Hi. in this room. Um, and so giving yourself the grace to make a mistake and fix it on the next day is very important. And knowing that you can't – it takes many years to gain experience and many, many, many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a critical part. Kids need time to be messy, but so do adults. Yeah. Um, and that's what teaching is. Mm-hmm. Just teaching is learning. It's yes. learning constantly. And you, you made a point that I want to highlight again. I like to repeat things people say, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. You, oh, dang. Now I'm not going to repeat it, just like you said That's it. Okay. See, I'm talking too much. <laughs> um, you said kids need to be able to make mistakes, but so do teachers. Mm-hmm. And with experience comes mistakes. So think of an experienced teacher who's been teaching 20 years. I guarantee you over the course of those 20 years, she doesn't make fewer and fewer mistakes. She makes more and more mistakes because she's trying new things and she should be continue to, to mm-hmm. continuing to learn. Mm-hmm. So I would think, don't think experienced teachers means they've got it perfect. Instead, yeah. it's we're continuing to try new things. Yeah, and I've been told like, you know, new teachers that are going into the field right now are way more receptive to feedback, even if that's like, hard to hear because even Emily I love feedback I love when people tell me like what to do even like Sydney like she'll be like hey like let's do this instead and I'm like perfect let's do it <laughs> and so sometimes it's hard too especially if like someone comes into your room and is like 
trying to find something to critique you about, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't think they intend to. I think it's just like the nature of wanting, you know, your teacher to improve. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been told like the new teachers, they just, they're more open to getting it. And I think like that has something to do with Mm -hmm. where we're going in education, like just being open to hearing things that are new and can change and wanting to help make that change, I think Mm -hmm. is huge. Well, and I think that what you're talking at, at about is the culture of really being a tribe and working together and knowing there this job is so hard nobody can do it alone and mm-hmm. so it's not the days when you close your door and you teach by yourself anymore yeah. everything we do is so collaborative and integrated with each other's ideas mm-hmm. and you have to have that to keep moving forward yeah because there's so many challenges that you know come about nobody could face every single one of those challenges without someone else to lean on um so what are some of those mistakes y'all have made? You want to you get, get really vulnerable <laughs> um, for a second? I told her this, um, you know, earlier today. I was like, I think my aha slash, like, first oops, it was all in one. Um, I have a student in my morning class who, um, you know, you could classify her as, like, you know, wanting more attention than others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get kids who are like that, and you, mm-hmm. you want to lean into it, but not all the time. And we were, you know in maybe like the fourth month of school, third month of school. And I was just, it was one of those days, like my battle was to continue teaching and not stop my Mm -hmm. lesson to be like, you can't use the bathroom right now. We're in a mini lesson, like things like that. And I chose a battle to not say anything to her. Mm -hmm. And then that was the oops. Cause now the aha was like, oh, now she thinks she can do it. Mm -hmm. And now everyone else in the classroom is like, well, that's my expectation, but not her expectation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was really hard. Cause I was like, oh, dang it. Like I, I should have picked, you know, sometimes it's hard to stop and just be like, don't use the bathroom because then you never know what exchange you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. Right. But I should have because I'm still having that issue to this day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mine is um, either expressing frustration but not having the full conversation Mm -hmm. of I'm upset because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing right now, but then not. um, I'm definitely thinking back to last year. And I was like, it felt like I was like wading in the water, like sometimes Mm. going under it, like Mm. trying to figure things out and just being like, I'm frustrated and not explaining to these kids why. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all they see is a frustrated teacher and not a reason behind it. And then there's not a communication of how to fix it, how to move forward. And what do you think their perception of your frustration was? Like you're frustrated and you know exactly why you're frustrated. You could, you could script it out, but you're so frustrated. You're just like either... I'm not going to tell them why, or, you know, I'm not going to engage in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move past this or, you know, they should know or whatever it may be. What do you think they thought you were? It leads to an abundance of confusion Mm -hmm. um, or a idea that we can show a negative emotion without having a productive conversation, um, Mm. which doesn't allow that opportunity to teach them to communicate respectfully. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm frustrated because using a level voice um, and explaining. Yeah. How, how can we fix it? So you're the, the model, the utmost model mm-hmm. of when you have a tough moment, I'm here to talk through it with you. And I would yeah. hope you would invite me or a peer to talk through that with you because we can solve it. Yeah. yeah. And you're modeling that. Hey, I'm frustrated. Frustration is a feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm having it right now. <laughs> and we will, I'm not going to let it overtake yeah, me. Yeah. I'm going to deal with it appropriately. Yes. Well, we'll even, like, when we have our little hallway chats when we're rotating classes, like, we will even be like, 
you know, we, we didn't do this today, but hopefully we're going to do it, you know, in the other half of our day. So, like, we will communicate those feelings, too. Because um, I feel like any time a kid comes up to me, like, Miss Winkler, like, they're doing this. And I'm like, okay, so, like, are you upset? Are you angry? And they'll tell me, and they'll be like, because this. I'm like, if they can tell me why they're upset or they're frustrated because I have kids who are like, I'm frustrated because I don't understand it. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they're telling me why they have that feeling. So mm-hmm. I feel like we need to express yeah, that, too. Because yeah. um, it makes it... Most, much more trustworthy environment for them mm-hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. And, and what I, a horrible assumption to make. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Lindsay. You know, you're good. I'm interrupting. <laughs> what a horrible assumption for make for anybody to think they know why someone feels away. Yeah. Like, that's not your responsibility. That's, that's theirs. And don't take that from them. Mm-hmm. Whether they're kids or it's an adult. We have feelings and we should give the space for people to at least share why. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was good you know, what you said that I was getting frustrated, but I wasn't telling them why. And I think that being in your classroom in just the way you guys keep presenting yourself to your students is that I'm a person and you're a person and I'm going to communicate respectfully to you. You need to do the same to me. And you even said that to a little girl in your class. You said, thank you for communicating respectfully when she didn't like somebody's mm-hmm. idea and they were telling her their idea. Um, but you tr- you treat them like people, right? And no, I'm frustrated. I don't have to tell you why because I don't have to explain it to you because you're nine mm-hmm. or ten. Yeah. You know, y- they're people, and yeah. it helps them make a connection with you when you treat them that way mm-hmm. and communicate respectfully. So I think it that's just awesome. kind of shows like I trust you enough with mm-hmm. my feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what a space. And what a space to live together. And in. I like yeah. what you said like about. Um, oh goodness, what'd you say? I you don't were, know. I said <laughs> <laughs> you were saying something like. Um, <laughs> like with the with the peers, I'm like I already forgot. But um, oh, I'm gonna lose my train of thought. Oh, come back to me. I'll come back. Okay, because I don't remember either. <laughs> so your classrooms are student led, right? That's your goal. So can you talk about why you guys wanted to? Make and what does that mean? Like, what yeah, does, what that does that mean? mean? And, and look what's like? the why? Well, <laughs> I will say we had the great opportunity to student teach first semester together. Um, and then she graduated and started teaching. Um, but our mentors were able to show us a little bit of that. It wasn't mm-hmm. to the extent that we do, but I think it kind of, we, I mean, we had talked like in college, like, ooh, you know, that's pretty good. Like, we like this. We, you know, things that we like, um, but we just wanted to kind of, I don't know, mold it, it into our own. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there are some things we liked and didn't dislike, like anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, she started it when she started teaching. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like we said earlier, like, we, teaching culture today is getting so many things done and in the background Mm -hmm. you hear that like outlook chime and your phone's ringing and someone's at your door and someone's having a meltdown in the corner Mm -hmm. and you're one human and I Mm -hmm. often repeat that I am one human and y'all are 22. I tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I can't split myself in half or in 22 parts either so I think the biggest motivator at the beginning was giving them the space to be leaders as well Mm -hmm. so that we could more efficiently manage our classroom yeah um being more present to solve those problems that needed adult attention um and not i need a pencil um mm. you know where to but, get a pencil but it gives <laughs> them too like this is not miss winkler miss demick's class yes. like yes. this is our classroom mm-hmm. and sometimes i find myself being like don't don't you know wait at like my door like whatever mm-hmm. like don't slam my door and i'm like wait 
Our it's door. not. It's not my Mine. door. It's mm-hmm. our door. Like I know that's a silly like example. No, but I think it, the language matters, mm-hmm. and even in the smallest moments and the, with the smallest things, you live what you say you're going to mm-hmm. live. Like yeah. a lot of teachers, like don't come in my room like that. I'm like, don't come in and disturb our class. Like, yeah, you know. So the verbiage, I think they mm-hmm. also hear it. It's just like a parent, like whatever you say your, to your mm-hmm. child at home, like right. they're going to repeat it. Like they yeah. had to hear it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes with teachers. Like they're going to hear what you say or how you react to something or mm-hmm. how you express your feelings. And they're always watching. Yeah. And yeah. they're watching you <laughs> yeah. with so many more eyes than yes. you are watching, than you're able to watch them. Mm-hmm. And with the like my and ours, I tell them to like hold us accountable for it. So like if I say, um, don't treat my supplies like that. And they'll be like, our supplies. I'm like, thank you, mm-hmm. our supplies. Because yeah. really, y'all are the ones using them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y'all are the ones that brought them to school. Right. So they are y'all's supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, so the accountability both ways. Yeah. Like, it's not just one way accountability. And you make it safe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if I'm willing to let you hold me accountable, yeah. then you're willing to let me hold you mm-hmm. accountable. Right? And s- each other. I have so many kids who are like, Miss Winker, you're going to forget that. Do you remember I you a sticky note? I'm like, yes, please. Because they know that I forget They're accommodating for you. Yes. yes. So wow. they, they will take ownership of helping me remind myself of things, you know. So it's it's really great to have seen them. Because they didn't do that last year. But they do it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's pretty cool. It was year. neat to see, too. Like he said, like all these eyes are on you like, waiting for your answer, but they weren't. They were looking at each other like when you were like, you guys agree, and they do the symbol, and they would look at each other like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, like we agree. They weren't looking for you to like give them the right answer. It was really neat to see how much and ha- how engaged they were mm-hmm. and how helpful they were to each other and so respectful, like mm-hmm. even just the way they spoke to each other. Right. Incomplete so sentences. Yes. <laughs> may I, may I that have that That was one thing school. I noticed. I was like, every sentence out of yes. these fourth graders' mouths have been complete sentences. Mm-hmm. I am not even that verbal and I yes. talk a lot. I will tell you at the beginning of the year, and you may have seen it, there's a poster in front of my room that says mm-hmm. fourth graders speak I saw incomplete it. sentences. I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. Even in like math review, we're like discussing, I'm like, Miss Emick would be so upset if she walked in here and heard you talk in incomplete sentences so we try to do that like yeah you know yeah if miss seema were to come in here like could she like could you teach her what you're doing Mm -hmm. because you're talking in complete sentences right so complete your thought so we're talking kind of over like we've been in your classroom we've seen it kind of work can you explain what you mean by student-led like maybe take a chunk of time and describe what the moves are what happens um, okay. I'll, I'll, I will start. <laughs> um, one thing that I found that was really important was a morning meeting. Um, and I know that that has been something that people suggest in your classroom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like some people take yeah. the initiative to start it. Um, and so in the morning, we have about 30 minutes of intervention time. Um, so they come in in my class, they work on Dreambox, they, they have like their quiet segue into class, and then I have a timer on the board. Um, and that timer is for them to shut their computer, Move them, move themselves to the floor. Our junior teacher or morning mediator will, um, and that's a class job. That's a class job. Yeah. So that's not like a student teacher in the room. That's a, a kid. A kid mm-hmm. is given this responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll invite the class down to the carpet, um, and they will lead our question of the day. Um, we do a movement word, and that is just like a word that you know, means we, go. Yeah, means yeah. go. Don't move your body. Um, and then they will line us up for for specials because we go right into specials, and so that and lets me. Um, have a little bit of extra time with my intervention kids mm-hmm. um, in the morning, but um, you know that's just some that's one piece that I wanted to do yeah. um, because in my student teaching assignment they did student led champs. I was like, 
I'm doing that yeah. um, because it makes them take ownership. So that mm -hmm. just kind of sprung like what jobs we want our kids to have in the classroom yeah. that we don't need to do. I don't right. need to get you a pencil. Right. I don't need to tell you what we're supposed to be doing because mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the directions, mm -hmm. but I don't need to set the expectation. So you guys have given a lot of thought to yes, student job. Like you've said yes to the things, right? Mm -hmm. Yes to, to mm -hmm. student jobs. Yes to morning meetings. Yes to um, greeting kids in the morning. Yes to doing intervention groups. Yes, yes to all the things student you have to do. Yeah. But you've said yes and how can we get the kids to do the jobs too? Because this is our class, not mm -hmm. my class. So my responsibility should be focused on this. So how can I get the students to take responsibility for the things they're able to do within our classroom time together? So you've taken the typical classroom jobs, pencil sharpener, <laughs> you know, um, electrician, um, door holder, door holder you know, teacher helper. Instead of it teacher helper, it's everybody's a teacher helper because you have a job and here's your specific job. And it's not just because it's for the sake of saying I have classroom jobs and it helps kids feel belonging, mm -hmm. but they are truly helping the classroom function That's so you can do your best teaching. Mm -hmm. And we actually sat down over the summer um, knowing like, okay, we just ended the school year. Like, what do we want to do next year? So we actually sat down and we kind of tweaked words because I, for me, like, I don't want to say, like, door holder. Mm -hmm. I was like, it needs to have, like, a an empowering, an empowering yeah. word. So yeah. it's like pencil manager. So we were like, we were like <laughs> sign me up. So you're greeting, like, the, the, oh. the guests when they yeah. come in. Or you're the junior teacher, so you're just, like, a mini version of us. And, like, the secretary. We were very yeah. deliberate on the titles that we gave them yeah. because we knew that, like, words have power. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that was one thing we did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Ms. Nemec, can you share what something student-led looks like in your room? So um, the CHAMPS was the first, like, easy start for me. Like, that was, like, a something that was routine. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, there was a lot of planning behind it also because they have to know what what CHAMPS are acceptable during independent reading mm -hmm. time and what right. CHAMPS are acceptable during group work and um, when do I go up there and change the CHAMPS. And so um, we really focused on that first, mm -hmm. and then we led them into um, student-led transitions. So now you know what, you know, a work time looks like, but what about getting other kids moving around the classroom um, in a safe that is a way that is safe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> safe and efficient. Mm -hmm. um, and so we talk, we would talk a lot about um, and model mm -hmm. good examples and not so great examples <laughs> yeah. of how to do that. And so champs transitions in between activities. Um, we also talk about like when we come in from specials, what's the first thing that we do? And they know it's reading. So when we come in, they should already have their reading notebook out. Um, so setting those up makes our classroom more efficient. Mm -hmm. And then my absolute favorite part is grammar. Yeah. Um, because it is a routine that happens pretty often. It's, um, patterns of power. So they have a weekly routine that's fairly similar. Um, but making slides to where students can follow them and lead the classroom in right. discussion. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite part. Um, of our student life. And I love because sometimes, especially after we switch, um, that's usually when we're like kind of because we kind of like stand out in the hallway and we finish our debrief of like what's happening mm -hmm. or like reminders, hey, like whatever. But we can hear them like what they're doing. So sometimes we'll hear class, class, it's time to champ it out. We're like, all right, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but we're not in the yeah. room. Um, and so that's really cool because then it gives us the time to finish what we need to tell each other mm -hmm. um, while Wait. giving them the space to do it without us being in there because mm -hmm. you will hear like sometimes guys Miss Winkler's coming because you can hear my badge but sometimes I'll hold my badge and I'm like <laughs> I like spy on them a little bit I'm like what are they doing in there 
Um, but it's better for them to do it without us in the room because mm-hmm. then that's like that's true ownership of like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. let's start our day. And it's that word integrity. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big word in our classroom. Yeah, so it's really cool to. to so watch. you give them a little bit of space to experience it mm-hmm. and to take risks and to make sure that they're doing it because it's true to them, not just because you're always watching. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that's going on here that y'all have put in place. Do you feel like any of this just kind of happened on the whim or was there problem solving and logistics and like what did it take to get this in motion? A lot, I would say planning because um, we knew what we wanted. We were just like, okay, now what? Yeah. Um, How do we get that? Mm-hmm. And so we spent a lot of time in the beginning of the year going over jobs. What is your job? Because um, we tell we tell them um, if someone's at the door, you're not going to yell, Sydney, your job. Like. Our principal yeah. shouldn't have to come in and tell us that we're teaching fourth grade. Like, right. that is not their job. So if someone has to tell your job, you're not doing it. Um, you can remind them, mm-hmm. you know, but you can't, you know, step in and take over their job. So that was a huge thing, and I think sometimes we still work on that a little bit. Um, but I think setting up the expectations was huge, and we did them together. Yes. Last year, Sydney came up with some lesson and we did it this year if you want to explain yeah go for it so we started our year and we brought both of our classes together which i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. because like we (laughs) yeah we knew that we wanted to present ourselves on the exact same page from the start um because it's easier for the kids to transition between classrooms Mm -hmm. that have similar expectations um and push the pause button i just want to highlight that Mm -hmm. (laughs) they said they brought both classes in together and they presented themselves as one Yes. That's, it, if we're not on the same page, it's just not going to work. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't have a student-led classroom and then mm-hmm. have just a class that's not. Well, so, and that's yeah. creating such a safety net for those kiddos. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yes, these are two adults in our lives that we, at the end of the day, that we have to go and listen to every day. Like, for real, <laughs> it, school is a job, right? So yeah. they and still have to be yeah. there. You know, like, <laughs> it's not like they volunteered to be here. Yes. They were told and they wrote the You're bus. You're getting paid in <laughs> education. Yes. Yes. So, but with that, from the start you guys showed we're in this together we support each other we're Mm -hmm. on the same page and we're here for you and you both of you classes are also within that with us Mm -hmm. i think that's without even putting words to it is a a really powerful message for kiddos to have yeah and just that's community Right, and going into your class, I know that I need to do the same thing when I'm in your class. The expectations mm-hmm. are the same. Mm-hmm. That's also safety, and it's one less thing that I have to think about or worry about because you guys expect the same thing of me. And they yeah. know the they know the curriculum and the content is different, and we have that conversation. Like, you know, you're not gonna do math stations in Miss Nemec's class. Like, that's just <laughs> not what we're supposed to be doing. But they know that the expectations copy and paste, copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. the same thing, even if your routine is different. Right. Like, if there's still a routine. But the mm-hmm. expectations remain the same. Yeah. So. yeah. so you brought them together. Yes, we brought okay. them all together. And we said, we are going to talk about rules. And you could kind of hear like a, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, 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 no. Monsters, Inc. is on my screen. And they're mm-hmm. like, what? And it's Monsters University. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene where they are in the library and they're supposed to be working as a team to steal the flag. Yeah. And Sully decides to not work as a teammate and to they're supposed to be quiet yeah and he's running and he's making a bunch of noise he was gonna do it on his own i know it's playing in my head (laughs) (laughs) he's doing it on his own and so we played like a short little clip and then we paused and we're like whoa what does that say about teamwork um and they were like you know one person can't do it and you have to work as a team and you know i was like but also did the rest of the team get mad at sully 
mm-hmm. for making that mistake. And they're like, no. And I was like, what did they do? And they started having a discussion about how when someone makes a mistake, they come together to solve it and keep going. Yeah. Um, which I think we revisit that discussion mm-hmm. very often. Um, you know, they are kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. So revisiting it is very important. And then another one is talking about um, up and Russell's at the door and Carl is refusing help. <laughs> He's like, no, thank you. No, slamming the door, slamming the door. And I was like, a phrase in my room last year was, you want to be a... Um, Russell, you don't want to be a Carl. <laughs> I got there in January. I was like, what, are you what does that mean? <laughs> what is this code? I need it. So it just means like asking for help, mm-hmm. but also offering help and just being a positive attitude mm-hmm. and um, ready to learn and help other people. So that's how we started our rules. And obviously we didn't just play some Disney clips and <laughs> right. move on. We really talked about them. Um, and I think being able to revisit something that they get excited about Mm -hmm. was very impactful. And then um, we got further into talking about what it looked like and what it should sound like and getting more into detail. But it was a great start to the year. Well, and then we only, and then we made a chart of what we talked about Mm -hmm. and we only, we we might've pre-planned the rules that we were hoping they would say, (laughs) but um, we only did five rules because Mm -hmm. we're not gonna have a- a, Well, no, I mean, any more than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But they were like, just be kind, be respectful respectful like they were just like quick little points mm-hmm. um and again we hoped that they would say it and they did so and that's that is in both classes like mm-hmm. what you see in the scenic room is going to be the same in my room right. um and we made sure to make them short and sweet because we're mm-hmm. not going to sit in here and read a book about how we're supposed to act yeah so whenever you taught those rules like usually be kind and be respectful those are really vague for kids and so they usually typically don't make good rules, but in your classroom, they're effective because of the pouring you've put into for the clarity and understanding what this rule actually mm-hmm. means for us. I want to say about that lesson is usually when a lesson on rules is delivered, just like they had the ah moment, <laughs> it's a letdown because it's like, oh, here we go. She's going to tell us what's what. She's going to put her teacher foot down. <laughs> but you did it in a way that's motivating mm-hmm. and in a way that makes them want to know how do we behave together so that we can be here for each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to say that I didn't remember how the clip turned out with the Monsters, Inc. They did that. Well. I am thinking, <laughs> cast him out. He's off the team. So that's not how it went. They brought him in. Yes. That's why you have such a, <laughs> it's a great classroom culture because nobody's cast out. Yes. Well, I, look at that. Um, I forgot to mention, they were the ones that made the anchor chart. So they were the ones that were having that conversation and mm-hmm. they were the ones sharing out like, what do you want to see in your classroom? How do you want to be treated? How do you want us to treat you? Yeah. Um, and so they ultimately made it just yeah. from the yeah. lesson. So yeah. that's great. We're like, we'll that's do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> I liked it. That's good. And they seemed to follow those things because they were really, really respectful and responsible. And it was amazing to see. Um, so you have a student led meter, <laughs> right? Like to see, you know, how, how student led is this classroom. Um, and you guys are doing a great job so far, but how long did you think it took before it was fully implemented? Or do you feel it's not there yet, but you're almost yeah, there? Yeah, where are your kids at on your Here's meter your right meter. now? Yeah. How does that work? So on our meter, we are currently, um, they can get up to a five. Mm-hmm. So before um, December, we told them that they could only get up to a four because end of the year, 
um, they're much more responsible, they have much more knowledge. So we said, realistically, December you and mm-hmm. uh, May you should be very different, mm-hmm. right? So we um, set a limit of four mm-hmm. up until December, and then after that, they were like, oh, we unlocked five. Like, oh, <laughs> it was like a challenge. Look at it. Um, they were really <laughs> excited about it. Um, and so what that looks like is um, self-reflection. So at the end okay. of every day, like Miss Winkler said, Miss Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, we would kind of reflect on um, where we left off. And we always told them, like, if we're leaving at a two and it's January, mm-hmm. um, we have some ways to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're changing to Miss Winkler's class, and that's a fresh start. So they started at a two. And by a fresh start, I mean we're going to get yeah. that up. So what you did to mm-hmm. get a two is left in the other room and we're moving on. Um, so that has worked very well for us. And then um, they are able to get up to a five, but we do know next year that we're able to do more student-led than mm-hmm. we are currently at mm-hmm. because of that trial and error. And um, some of the mistakes that we made early on that may have slowed us down a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so we're still figuring out as newer teachers how to get them even more student-led. Right. So we think we're pretty implemented to full capacity for this year. Yeah. Um, it sounds so official, doesn't it? <laughs> we have implemented to full capacity. I don't know where these words are coming from. I don't know. But um, we do have more ways to go, like more of our lessons to be more student-led, more curriculum mm-hmm. to be student-led, because I think that's really where a lot of that rigor comes from. Um, but I think we are for second year teachers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely found great. a sweet spot. Um, yeah. And yeah. we've even had the conversation with the kids. Like we literally, I think it was like just a few days ago. Like one of my kids was like, you know, is there anything else I can do in here with my job? He was junior teacher like this past few weeks. And I was like, I know you have a lot of responsibility in this new mix room, but sometimes that just doesn't look like it in here. And so I think finding you know, yeah. the the balance mm-hmm. is something that I know I'm still working with because it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, you can teach mm-hmm. guided math, but you can't. Like, you can't yeah. teach guided yeah. math, right. um, but you can help us transition stations yes. so I can finish my small group. That's right. what you can do. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think, I think we're at a sweet spot, but I know, like, next year, like, oh, I could probably add that. Yeah. Or I asked the junior teacher, what what do you think you could do? He's like, well, Miss Emix's room, I get to use the mouse to change the size. I'm like, perfect, do yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. finding little things and getting feedback from them, I think is mm-hmm. I think is huge. Have and you guys done ever done a survey on your kiddos? An official? This just came to my mind. <laughs> Boom, uh, like a survey about like how responsible do I? I don't know. We, you know, you could think of the questions, but how safe do I feel in my classroom? Um, how responsible do I feel in my classroom and why? What do I wish I could take with me when I go to my next classroom? Like, yeah. just to survey, just to kind of give some input and, and really honor their voice because they have it and they mm-hmm. know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that information you could use for your next group because y'all have rolled up. What's the word I'm looking for? Looped. (laughs) You have looped with your kiddos. So this is, you know, a while that you've had with them now. Yes. So they're not going to be the same group next Mm -hmm. year. You're going to have a new group. So you're going to have this new fresh group coming in who doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. (laughs) You know, what do you mean? This blows my mind. She's going to let us transition. (laughs) Even she's going to let us lead champs. What? Even that's going to be a surprise to them. So if they had kind of like student input of here's what we experienced in these classes, they might mm-hmm. you might have immediate buy-in then too. And like you give me an idea, so I'm just going to bounce off your idea. Um, in high school, we had a teacher that would make us write um, 
like advice for next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we could do like uh-huh. advice because um, I do feel like it's kind of a shell shock for some mm-hmm. of them. It is. Um, and I didn't realize that until I started mid-year with Sydney. Um, I'm like, even for me, I was like, huh, okay, yeah, you can you can do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think, but again, I think just people don't think that, mm-hmm. you know, these mm-hmm. 9 to 10-year-olds are capable of yep. doing a lot of things. So And, and after the end of the are. year, we can bring the data back for part two. That's where I was going. I'm like, I want to see the data. No, is this working? You know? All right, we're going to do a little quick yes. check right now. Um, our, so our production crew has been flashing us. Quick yes. check, quick check quick time. Check. Okay. Here we go. So email student support services at conroisd.net student leadership for a prize. And for each of you that email this phrase student leadership, Winkler and Nemec will earn a deserving dollar as well. Boom. Did y'all yeah. hear that? I did. You get yeah. extra dollars. Yes. So share it out yes. because if yes, they yes. win, you win. I'll take them. <laughs> okay. So the last thing we kind of want to talk about is student support services has this tool that we developed mid-year last year or so. Um, And it is exactly what these two teachers are living in their classrooms. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, whenever I walked in their room and saw this happening, because I was like, this is exactly what we are talking about, but it's in live action, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so it's the learning environment progression. It is available on our student support services website under administrative resources. Under there, you'll see a link to learning environment progression. And this is a tool that's aligned to T-Test, Domain 3. But really, it talks about all of the areas of classroom management, including classroom culture and, and you know, all of the best practices that it takes to build a good mm-hmm. classroom, well-functioning classroom management system. Um, but it talks about the, it gives you teacher actions from the progression from teacher-led, teacher-directed, teacher-centered, to what does it look like for those same actions in a student-led, student-centered classroom. And it's a progression because as a teacher, you're stepping into an environment, yeah, up front, you're going to have to direct. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to orchestrate. You're going to have to be the one calling all the shots and teaching what behavior looks like in the classroom. How do we function? How do we transition? Mm -hmm. Everything that that entails. But then the hope is is that students take responsibility and, and ownership, just like we've talked about throughout this whole conversation. And so we start to see student leadership evolving. And you're at that sweet spot we talked about, unlocked level five, right? (laughs) So you've progressed and you've moved through that. Um, I think it's interesting to look at the progression as a teacher and think back on my teaching experience. And I always felt this sense of uneasiness knowing there's more but there's got to be more I could do something more what's next what's next for these kids Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's a really helpful tool for people who have that feeling who think what's next and I want more Mm -hmm. but I don't know what it is and I don't know how to get there or 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 people who are curious what that would actually look like right here's some detailed descriptions of what that would actually look like to have a student-led classroom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and if I'm honest um, I did not look at the progression before right. this. No, came and that's about. what went, that's why I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's happening. Um, but I think the big, biggest piece of wisdom that I've latched onto is giving kids the space mm-hmm. to make mistakes and problem mm-hmm. solve, and they will naturally show you what they're capable of if you right. step back and give them a moment, right? Um, regardless of the grade level. So I think the biggest piece is you will not like look at the progression. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. But also let your kids lead you through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because following their lead, um, they'll naturally tell you when they're ready to move on um, right. and be more independent. So mm-hmm. that's exactly That's a really good kids. point because if you're a person who seeks control, that is mm-hmm. me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm looking at this progression with the lens of what moves do I need to make mm-hmm. to get my classroom to the next place? Yep. But the tool in the end is to figure out how it naturally flows to student-led. And if you're still looking at it as, I need to direct every single piece of this, then Mm -hmm. it's kind of missing the point, Mm -hmm. right? It's more of a what's next tool and then consider how to get your kiddos to help you facilitate that movement. And I think being on the same page helps make it flow like from like class to class. Mm -hmm. Like if we weren't on the same page in my room and you're on a different page, like that's going to throw us all off. And so I think having that communication and just being open to what Mm -hmm. we each have to say, like, okay, how can we help them? Like, I think it's huge because I have gone to her and we like, we've conversed before, like, okay, what now? Like, (laughs) so, and like when you have that student led meter, like on a whim, I was like, let's use it. Like we got to move them. We have to motivate them a little bit. So I think having that conversation is really important too. Just openness to being one, Mm-hmm. having a support system mm-hmm. but then to seeing your kids as a support too you're not the only support they're also each other's support mm-hmm. um are there any takeaways from today that we want to what's your takeaway well i think my takeaway from today and from seeing your classrooms is that students are really really capable of a lot of things that people don't think they are and you know i think a lot of teachers would be scared to let students take control, worried of how they would behave or, you know, that they would do the wrong thing. They were so responsible, so respectful. <laughs> they were they were really so engaged. Proud. They were proud. So proud. And, and they yeah. did a great job. And you guys trusted them. And I think we need to trust our students to do the right thing, and they will show up. But, you know... I'm going to, you know, have something to rebuttal there. I know this is your takeaway, but I'm just going <laughs> to. You don't get to. No, don't go <laughs> my takeaway. I think it's easy to say trust them, yeah. but trust is earned. Mm-hmm. You build. So right, yes. I imagine there's going to be a time, place, in a year that maybe you're not going to hit level meter five. Mm-hmm. You may hit level meter two with that group, and that's great for them. Um, but trust is earned, and it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. The kids also expect for you to earn their trust Mm -hmm. so not everybody I don't think can step in at the level that these two teachers have stepped in but maybe it's just consider what could this look like for me Mm -hmm. okay what y'all's takeaway so another rebuttal to our (laughs) own system is that um um, the misconception that student-led is a free-for-all yeah. Um, and it's definitely yeah. not. It's a lot of accountability. It's a lot of reflection. It's a lot of planning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a lot of front-loading. So that teacher-led yeah. heavy spot at the beginning on the progression um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is very true because if you don't set them up to know exactly what needs to be done, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to be successful. Um, so it on the other side of that is that it is a tight ship. It is very structured. It is um, routine after routine. Yeah. And um, when we don't follow the routine, going through the reflection right then and there, not three days later at recess, Mm -hmm. but right in the moment and taking that time. So student-led is not a free-for-all. It is a structured, very productive environment. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, I struggle with that. Um, like the other day when y'all were in the room and y'all came back and I was like, I'm sorry, math review took so long. Like, you know, we're just student math 
it's just or student math is just really slow sometimes and it is and it's as a teacher it's hard because you're like you know that your time is running out mm -hmm. for like what you're doing but you have to just step back and let them do it because I don't want to rush them I don't want them to feel like they're not doing the math quick enough mm -hmm. when they're having productive questionings mm -hmm. and people helping each other um, and so that's hard especially um, when I know that we have important things to do in terms of you know, reviewing for a common assessment or doing an exit ticket or doing stations, but you just you just gotta let them do it. And if you only get through one station rotation, that's fine, um, because they know that you weren't rushing them in the mm -hmm. process of what they needed. Um, and so I've been thinking about that a lot recently because I usually do the first week of math review in the two week cycle because I want them to see how are you supposed to teach it? Mm -hmm. um, what questions do I ask? So you can ask the same ones. And then the second week, it's all them. But this week we did it a little bit early. So mm -hmm. I was like, I think y'all got it. Like, I, th I think mm -hmm. we can just move on. Um, and we were slow, but they did it. And mm -hmm. so um, I reflected this week on that. Like, yeah, they, they take forever sometimes, but you just got to give them the time to do it. So mm -hmm. Well, and you're talking about time. I think my takeaway is, <laughs> since everybody shared, I'm going to share too. <laughs> I feel like I've <laughs> added to everybody. But I'm going to take this moment to talk more. Um Whenever I think of what y'all are offering, usually in a classroom, having the opportunity to step into a classroom and get to just kind of see bird's eye view, I notice a lot of time, there's a lot of wait. There's a lot of sit and wait, mm -hmm. you know. I think of my own kids at school. The number of minutes that my daughter Ava probably, and she's in amazing teacher's classrooms, but the amount of time that's built in for an individual student to actually be truly engaged in learning is, like there's a lot of sit and wait. Mm -hmm. But if you give them the autonomy and the opportunity to take responsibility and leadership in their own learning, that amount of time that they're sitting and waiting decreases because mm -hmm. they're leading their own learning. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that, yes, you're more efficient, but you're also, when you feel like you're not using time, they're using the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was worried, like, when, um, you know, as a teacher, I always worry about wait time, but um, there was a time where I was waiting for a student for a good a, a good while. I was like, okay, I think the wait time window is pretty over by now, but the students saw that I was giving them time, and so they were um, just more open to being patient, and we, we talk about patience, too, mm -hmm. um, in terms of being student-led. Like, mm -hmm. let them think about what they're supposed yeah. to be doing. Don't start shouting at them because they're doing it wrong mm -hmm. or because they're, they forgot what step they have to do next. Mm -hmm. And so I think being a model for them and communicating that is really important to mm -hmm. set, it, set it up successfully for right. them. Right. So if you're interested, we've been talking a lot about what it, this looks like. We went into their classrooms and took videos of some of this happening. We're going to post those. So if you're interested in seeing the videos of this happening in live action, what the techniques looks like that they're using, what the students are, you know, look like in, in leading the classroom through transitions and other activities. Um, and if you are in Conroe ISD, you can see these videos. So check the show notes for a link to a folder with the video examples. Again, I repeat, if you are not within Conroe ISD, you are not going to get to see the videos. But if you are in Conroe ISD, look at the show notes, get the link, and it's such a treat. Yes. We hope you do that. And if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, check them out. Uh, next time we will be discussing celebrating your wins. Remember, <laughs> if you ever have an idea or a question about what you've heard, feel free to ask your student support services coach. Also, if you have a question about or and you want to remain anonymous, you can always ask Sam. Their contact link can be found in our monthly student support services newsletter. All submissions are completely anonymous.
Thank All right. You so Thank much you, for ladies, being for joining us. Yeah. This was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you.